Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who have supported me through this journey. While we all know that hard skills are important, companies now know that excellent employees have another skill set that may be harder to obtain, and I'm talking about soft skills. What's the difference between the two? Before you can do anything like write a job description, mentor job members, or learning and development programs, it is important to thoroughly understand the difference between hard and soft skills. So today we're going to talk about hard and soft skills and what they mean to employees and what companies be looking for in employees. My guest today is Jess Berry. Now Jess is a self-love enthusiast with a large capacity for life. She enjoys snowboarding, hiking, river rafting, and appreciating the beauty of nature and what it has to offer. Jess spends much of her time training in a variety of mixed martial arts and enjoys competing in jiu-jitsu. She believes in the healing properties of the outdoors and movement, two tools she implements in her mindset coaching business. Jess is a victory coach, helping individuals with all forms of trauma to mindfully heal through learning to love themselves again. In addition to coaching, she's working in tourism at a residential treatment center, has helped run a martial arts studio, and spent time as a HR recruiter for Insight Tax. Welcome to the show, Jess. I am so excited to have you on as a guest today. Thank you so much, Andrew. I'm excited to be here today. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. How are things with you? What's new in your world? Uh, things are going pretty well for me over here. Um, what's new is I've I've moved from Utah down to Arizona in the past uh, about month and a half. So it's been a process getting used to the 110 degree plus heat over here. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing to, to cool off? Is there like pools or is there uh, yeah. to cool off or... Yeah, I, I've been going to pools, mostly just staying indoors and um, enjoying the AC. Yes, that's a pretty cool component when you have AC, eh? That's, uh, yeah. It's awesome. I don't know, sometimes people don't have it, and especially in 100 degree temperature, I don't know how they could survive in it, but yeah. But great that you have that, so that at least you can kind of cool off and, and get out of the heat for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Thanks for letting us know that everything is good with you. It's good to hear that things are going well. Before we begin, I always have a fun question to ask my guests to get things going. Are you ready for yours? I'm ready. So today is a would you rather question. So would you rather climb the highest mountains or swim Mm. the deepest seas? Oh, 100% mountains. (laughs) 100% mountains? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That was pretty quick. Yep. <laughs> I'm uh I probably share this fear with a lot of people, but I just cannot do the deep water. I would much rather hike a strenuous hike, even for days or months before ever going to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> have you done a lot of hiking, Jess? I have, yeah. I grew up um I grew up in Utah, you know, around the mountains up there, so I love the outdoors and hiking and everything with that. 
Oh, that's well. Then that would explain it all. That would explain why you like the mountains for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for having phoned me, Jess. I appreciate your great answer. Why don't we start off with you telling us about you and your story? Yeah, absolutely. So, like I mentioned, I grew up in Utah. Um, spent a lot of time outdoors. Um, I started snowboarding. I was a river rafting guide for a little while. Um, worked at a ski resort. Um, yeah, just really enjoyed spending time outdoors. And then I also really enjoy music. I play a few different instruments. Um, and when I say that, people always want to know which ones. So I uh, play piano, guitar, saxophone, flute. And then I, I did drumline a little bit in high school as well. So that was really fun. And then other than that, I have been training in a variety of mixed martial arts for a few years. Um, just recently got into competing with jujitsu and I'm focusing a little bit more on my MMA training. Uh, I would love to be an MMA fighter one day. So that's the dream that I'm pursuing right now. And also working as a victory coach and helping, as you mentioned, people who have gone through trauma, learn to love themselves again, heal that relationship that they have with themselves, um, just to be able to be more fully engaged with their life Mm-hmm. and reconnect with their purpose and pursue and just presence. So those are some things that I'm really passionate about. Hmm. I love all that. First off, the drumline. I've seen a couple of movies of drumlines, and I just think they're awesome to, to get all these people going in sequence and definitely is a lot of leadership skills, especially for the team mm-hmm. uh, drumline leader to get everybody going in sequence. So that yeah. for me is cool. And then the river rafting is pretty cool as well. Awesome for you to be able to play those instruments. That's for sure. I don't think I could play a lick of guitar or piano. So I'm pretty impressed that you can play all those instruments. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Victory coach, with you being in HR, like in recruitment, did you find that it was Mm -hmm. an easy transition? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was doing HR recruiting um, with an accounting firm up in Utah for um, almost a year. And I, it was kind of a month, a few month long process to make that transition. There are a lot of factors that went along with that. But um, essentially, yeah, like a month and a half ago, I decided to kind of take a break from the corporate world and pursue my own, um, my own dreams and running, running my own business. And so there's been a lot of learning with that. But I've learned just taking things a day at a time and drawing on those skills that I, you know, have learned from my past jobs and and time in the HR recruiting and, you know, implementing that with what I'm doing now has been really helpful. Hmm. Very interesting. So, so you mentioned skills. So today we're talking about hard and soft skills. Mm -hmm. So I'd like you to take the opportunity to explain to our audience or define hard and soft skills. Yeah, absolutely. So we have our hard skills and our soft skills. So the hard are what you think of more as things that you might list on a resume, um, things that are learned from either through like education or training or like on the job exposure. So hard skills would be like programming or bookkeeping, things like that. Um, They're more like the skills and abilities that one might need to complete a task at work. And then we have our soft skills and those are more like personal qualities and traits. And 
they play a big factor in the culture of a work mm-hmm. setting and they can be transferable to any type of job whereas the hard skills are usually going to be more specifically tied to the job that they're doing mm-hmm. so i can imagine that the hard and soft skills especially since the pandemic, I would imagine that hard and soft skills have changed since the pandemic because they learned a lot more being at home or not being at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I think spending more time at home might have opened some opportunities for developing both the hard and the soft skills. You know, you have people who have more time on their hands so they could enroll in different like certification courses or trainings, build those hard skills. And then also things like work ethic and leadership could also be developed um, with those changing circumstances, I feel like. Hmm. As a recruiter, when you were interviewing somebody and you're asking them these hard and soft skill type questions, what are the things that you're looking for in their in their answers? I feel like from my experience, the soft skills speak for themselves in the interaction that you have with that person during the interview. Mm-hmm. You can ask questions that showcase their soft skills, but a lot of that is just through the interpersonal interaction. And then the hard skills are things you might look on their resume for um, to see like what degree they have. You know, so for the accounting firm, I'd see if they uh, were a CPA or an EA, so certified public accountant or enrolled agent. Those are two different certs that accountants can have, um, along with others. But um, point being that their hard skills were something that I would ask questions about. And then I'd ask questions about that to see if they were qualified for the job. And then anything soft skills related, I would be looking for to see if they would fit in with the culture at the accounting firm. Right, right. So you mentioned hard and soft skills. So are hard skills more important than soft skills? I think that it kind of depends on the job that's being done and um, kind of what the end goal is. I think that hard skills are more necessary to complete the task that you're hired to do. Mm -hmm. But like I mentioned before, your soft skills are going to help determine the success of the work environment. Mm -hmm. And so if there is a negative work environment, and, you know, people don't possess the, the soft skills that the company desires, then that can, I think that can definitely take precedence. Because, for example, there are a few different people um, that we hired while with the company, and uh, we felt like, like they had all of the hard skills that were required to do the job. But then after a few weeks, or even like a month, like it, it became apparent that it wasn't going to be a good fit simply due to the soft skills that that those individuals lacked. Mm -hmm. So do you think that companies, um, when we're talking about hard and soft skills, do you think that companies look more, I guess, depending on their job, do do you find that they look more at the hard skills for hiring or more the soft skills? That's a hard question. I again, I feel like it kind of depends. I if somebody's going to be hired and the job entails, you know, sitting at a desk just secluded by themselves and there's not much interaction with other people during the day, like probably the hard skills are going to take precedence or maybe if it's a work from home position, they're going to value those hard skills because that's 
yes, they're still part of the company culture, but there's not as much of that like face-to-face interaction with coworkers and you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that the hard skills, you, you need to have those things for the job. But in reality, you know, are they going to be a fit on your team? Like you being at the company and having your team, you know what the environment like is, you know what the culture is like. Uh, I know with uh, Insight, you did a lot of team building stuff. You guys got mm-hmm. together, you worked out together. So mm-hmm. is that person going to fit into that culture maybe they don't you know they're not into working out or being outdoors or what mm-hmm. so are they going to fit into that you know hey we're all doing this today uh, or we're all meeting before work and we're going to do this you know are mm-hmm. they going you know, to be interested in that so are they going to feel left out type thing so yeah and I want to just add something because I noticed saying the words um fitting in you know it is important to fit in with a company culture but I think uh, another thing that employers look at is what what value will this person add? Like, you know, maybe they have certain soft skills or hard skills that will add to the team instead of just them fitting into what's already there. You know, this person can come in and help develop the team into something greater than it already is. Yeah, because I mean, I think you'd want to have somebody that comes in that's going to not just follow stuff that's being done. You know, you want to have somebody coming in like, hey, you're not that they want to change everything, but like, hey, you know, I have some ideas or, you know, it's always somebody that's new and fresh that has fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. Maybe they might have something that might help out uh, as far as procedures and stuff like that to to help things go a little bit smoother. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. So what is the life cycle of hard and soft skills? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like the life cycle of a hard skill, so that is something that can be learned at any time. Along with soft skills, but hard skills are something like you, I feel like you have more intention behind as it relates to a job. So mm-hmm. let's say I want to become an accountant. Okay, well, I need to have that hard skill of Um, bookkeeping and, you know, finances and things like that. So I'm going to actively go pursue getting that training. Um, And then with soft skills, I feel like they kind of come through personal and professional experiences. And so there's something that we're learning throughout the whole course of our lives. Mm -hmm. And those hard skills, if you you don't use them, you're probably going to lose them. Yeah, and I feel like also too soft skills, there's certain things that people have because it's part of their personality. So, you know, a lot of the one of the big words everybody's talking about now is authenticity and empowerment. Yeah. But not everybody I think is authentic. I think you can't I don't I'm not sure if you could teach authenticity. I think mm-hmm. you either have it or you don't. It's just part of your your nature, your personality, you mentioned earlier, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. you know, in, a, in a certain environment. So you're going to grow up in that authentic environment and you're going to learn how to be authentic. I don't know if you could teach somebody how to be authentic like you could to teach them a procedure or something to do like on a computer. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I think maybe you can't so much as teach authenticity, but I think you can help people learn how to re like reconnect with themselves in a way that brings out their authenticity because I think things get in the way of us showing up authentically so once we address those things then then people 
naturally are going to show more authentically. Yeah, that's true. That makes total sense. You can, you know, I guess it depends on the leader in that department to help them to bring that out Mm -hmm. um, and and see if it's there. If it's there, they're going to find it. If Mm -hmm. if it's not there, then they're not going to find it. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a great point. I had so many... (laughs) I had a lot of interviews and, you know, there are different experiences where I just felt like, hmm, like something's a little bit off. Like I right. feel like this person isn't being genuine and authentic with me. And, and that is a, a big red flag for recruiters. Right. So, I mean, when you're authentic and genuine, especially in, a, in an interview and they're asking you about hard and soft skills, you know, you're telling the interviewee what those hard and soft skills are and you're being genuine and authentic about that. But... I think if you are just like studying, like there's all kinds of things out there in the internet where you can prepare for an interview or it's kind of like studying for an exam, I should say. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like almost like rehearsing the answers. But to me, that's not authentic. It's just saying what you think the interviewee uh, mm-hmm. wants to hear when you should be saying what you the things that you believe in Mm -hmm. and then they're going to see the real you yeah absolutely one thing that I really liked from insights hiring process is that it it's a multiple step process you know so it's not just one interview we would have the candidates submit their resume and a little intro video have them do a zoom interview and then have them come in for an in-person interview and then we would take them out to lunch and have them play some like improv games with the team before extending the offer. So I think all those points of contact kind of vetted people in a way that allowed us to see the person's true colors, you know? See, I love that because I was talking about this on a couple of my podcast episodes. And I know now since the pandemic that candidates are going into interviews now and they're more prepared they used to, you know, answer questions like, you know, do you have any other questions to ask? And so they'd ask, you know, oh, what's the hours? What's the pay? Mm-hmm. You know, how many, you know, vacation weeks do I have off? Now they're asking way more specific things like, do you guys have a company wellness program? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you believe in employee well-being? Uh, what's your mission, vision or values like in the company? What's your culture like? So mm-hmm. I love that. Insight did that because the employee or the candidate is actually feeling that they're part of the team and they're feeling the culture right away. Because I believe that once somebody leaves an interview, especially now, they're deciding whether they are going to accept an offer from the company or not. Mm -hmm. So by Insight doing that, I think that's great because that kind of gives them a really good feel and they, you know, all their questions or what their thoughts are on all those things are answered right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that was really cool is when we would ask, when the candidate would come in for an in-person interview, um, we'd have a little sheet we would take notes on. And based off of the person's answers, um, what they say and, and how they said it, um, we would be checking to see if the person possessed those um, soft skills of being self-aware, intuitively organized, internally driven, and profit-minded. So it's, I think it's really beneficial for companies to have those soft skills that align with the values of the company culture 
so that they can be looking for that. Oh, for sure. For sure. So how do you develop hard and soft skills? So I think we touched on this a little bit before, but those hard skills are going to be developed through education, training, um, getting exposure on the job. That's where internships can be, can play a big part for people coming into the office, um, developing the hard skills that way. Mm-hmm. And then the soft skills, those can be developed through the professional experiences, but also the personal experiences can really shape someone's soft skills. Do you think that leaders play an important role in that in developing uh, hard and soft skills in a candidate or an employee? I think so, yeah. Um, when the candidate becomes an employee, then the then leaders within the um, company definitely play a role in helping to shape those because they kind of set the um, they set the tone for the for the whole company. And mm-hmm. I believe that good leaders provide opportunities for others to become leaders as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where Insight did a really good job of doing weekly um, team meetings and trainings that were not only on personal uh, personable skills but also the professional skills. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody wants to be a leader. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people are okay just going into work, doing their stuff and and going home. But it's great Mm -hmm. that you you guys looked after the employees to, you know, if they wanted to grow, if they wanted to develop their skills, or if they wanted to move up in a company that, you know, they could speak to the leader and a leader could help them grow and develop and mentor them Mm -hmm. uh, to be what, you know, in the positions that they wanted to be. Yeah. And I think it's really important for people to recognize that even if they don't have the desire to be a leader of other people, we're all leaders of ourselves. And so those skills can, can help um, ameliorate our quality of life. I love that you said that because some people that I talk to, they don't understand that they are in a leadership position. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, played sports so grew up learning about leadership at a, at a young age uh, I didn't realize that but you know almost even go back to kindergarten where you realize that you're a leader you're you're leading helping your classmates to decide what games you're going to play or or deciding you know somebody wanted to play a game and you know you had it that you would give it to you know to share the game so that they mm-hmm. could play as well so we don't realize that we learn those skills so early in life so that, yeah, you don't have to be in an upper management position to be a leader. You can be a coworker and tell somebody that's the person that's beside you and say, Hey, I noticed that you took on some extra work lately. I just want to say that I've noticed that and uh, keep going. I'm here to support you if you need. So mm-hmm. just hearing that is, uh, is important as well. So you don't mm-hmm. have to be a leader to tell somebody that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I've got a question for you. Sure. Okay. What do you think is maybe, what are the top two soft skills that employers do or should be looking for in employees? Important soft skills. Mm-hmm. I would say, well, right now, I, th- I think it's changed over uh, since the pandemic, but I think mm-hmm. someone who is genuine and mm-hmm. someone who is empowering, I think, is two things I think that they're going to be looking for. The reason why genuine is that, you, you know, when you're speaking to your coworkers or speaking to your team or speaking to anybody in the company, you know that you know what they're saying is true and, and thoughtful. And mm-hmm. as far as empowering, meaning that you are empowering everybody around you and to be successful and 
helping the company be profitable in either in your department or throughout. So I would say those two for sure. I love those. I think the empowering one is awesome because it benefits not only the individual, but everybody around them Mm -hmm. and reflects on the company as well. Yeah. Because I mean, when I say empowering, I think I would say in the person is engaged. So you want to have an engaged workforce Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people out there today that are working in jobs that they're just not passionate about. Mm -hmm. So if they're engaged and they're passionate, but really passionate about what they're doing, then it's going to rub off on everybody else. But if they're Mm -hmm. not engaged and not passionate, then people are going to see that. And then you might get two or three people that are not engaged. And then you have some stuff on your hands that you have to look after. Right. And it's, it's really hard to be genuine when you're not truly engaged with what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to have passion for what you're doing. And yeah, if you don't, if you don't have the passion, there's no clarity in your life. And if you're not, there's no clarity, then, you know, you're just kind of going with the flow and mm-hmm. not good for anybody. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that question. That was a surprise one. I didn't expect that one. That's good. <laughs> so thank you You threw me for a loop i love it i love it (laughs) jess if you could choose one word to describe yourself what word would that be i would say oh this is a hard one i would say i'll say open Mm -hmm. yeah i think i approach life from with an open mind and i try to approach people with an open heart as well and yeah, I think those two things combined help me to maintain a open presence. I would say that's a perfect word for you. And the reason why is because I don't know if our listeners follow Jess, but I do. And one of her posts a while back was her saying that she was going to the gym and she forgot her headset in her car or thought she forgot it. Mm-hmm. And she ended up uh, sitting in the sauna and she ended up having a conversation with a gentleman in the sauna. And it ended up turning out to be a uplifting and motivational and empowering. There's that word again, conversation. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that is open because not everybody just would be willing to sit and have a conversation, let alone with a stranger that somebody they've never met. But I'd say you were open to the opportunity. Uh, You sat down, you had a conversation with the gentleman and you came out of it in a winning situation. So Mm -hmm. um, that word fits with that story and who you are for sure. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Any final thoughts today? I have one final question. Sure. Okay, so since I answered that one, I'm I'm very curious to hear what you would say about your one word. My one, oh, my one word. Um, so I've been told a few times that I was genuine. So I'm going to say genuine. I I believe mm. that what you see is what you get with me. There's no uh, sugarcoating or pretend or show myself one way and act another. It's pretty much what you see is what you get. So mm-hmm. people that are open to meeting me and having conversations with me right from the get-go see that right from the beginning. I would have to agree. I 
one thing that I really admire about you is that you're always uplifting other people, giving people shout outs on LinkedIn and building the community. And I feel like that genuineness does reflect in how you support other people, which is awesome. Well, I appreciate that, Jess. And I do it because A, it was done for me right from the get-go, right from mm-hmm. right from the beginning. I remember somebody telling me on LinkedIn, you know, years ago, say, hey, like, you got to comment on stuff. You got to introduce yourself to people. You got to comment on their posts. You got to get out there. And I'm so happy that I took their advice because I've met some fantastic people like yourself who were, (laughs) again, were open to have conversations with me, to meet me, see what I was like. And I wouldn't have this platform that I have now without the great people that I've met. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So staying open and genuine. Yes, staying open and genuine is very important. Those are two key things for sure. So, so, yeah. So any final thoughts today, Jess? Yeah, I think so, you know, discussing the hard skills and soft skills, I think it's important for people to set their intentions with what what they want to develop, you know, take a look inside themselves, where they're at in their life with their goals, and just work to be accountable with Mm -hmm. the skills that they want to develop. And just recognize like it's a process, you know, skills don't form overnight. Sometimes we might want them to, but, you know, especially the soft skills are going to take time. And so just being compassionate with yourself and um, just continuing to show up for yourself in the life that you want to have. I think mm-hmm. that's an admirable thing for anyone to try to do. Mm, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I wanted to take the time to thank you for taking part in this very important conversation as well, Jess. They say that it takes very little time to make a first impression on someone, but my first impression of you was that you were an extraordinary lady. So I appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that you take it upon yourself to show people how important that they are and how important they are to you. To me, you are a leader because you have great people skills, ethical leadership skills, interpersonal skills, and creative thinking skills. I think you are a great communicator, team player, and problem solver. And I just wanted to say thank you again, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. And uh, thank you again for having me on the podcast. I'm honored, and it's been a pleasure. So thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. On behalf of myself and my guest, Jess, I would like to thank you all for listening. Until next time, be safe and remember that if we all work together, that we can accomplish anything. You have been listening to Let's Be Diverse with Andrew Stout. To stay up to date with future content, hit subscribe 